Welcome back to the Expert Hour. Today, we are in conversation with Jay Varma, the great-great-grandson of Raja Ravi Varma and an artist in his own right. Having spent much of the last two decades gaining formal education in painting and portraiture from various well-known art schools in the United States, Jay Varma has recently embarked on his chosen career path pursuing oil painting. He is now close to 60. But age has neither dampened Jay's spirit or affected his artistic oeuvre. Instead, he believes that like fine wine, his skills have matured with age, as have his perceptions and understanding of subjects. I am happy to add that Jay Varma is the recipient of the largest grant given out by Sandeepan Gitanjali Maini Foundation. It's great to have you here on The Expert, RJ. Welcome. Thank you, Archana. Thank you for having me. Uh, it's great to be a part of the Sangeet and Geeta Anjali Maine Foundation. So I have some questions for you today. Shall we begin? Sure. Let's start with a simple one then. How did you come to the world of art, Jay? Thanks for that. Achana. Well, as much as it may sound a cliche, it is a fact that it is never too learn, uh, late to learn a trade, a craft or even a skill. Uh, speaking from personal experience, it can take your life in a new direction and uncover potential you didn't know you had. In my late 30s, I was going through a personal crisis. I was looking for a purpose to keep moving on. The more I thought about it, the more I realized that art had been my constant companion, even though I hadn't paid much attention to it. I grew up in a house full of paintings. Back when I was six, my mother, Rukmi Varma, an artist, gave me a book of the world's best photographs and asked me to draw a torso of a black man. She showed me how to do some shading with soft pencils and then she left. When she came back, she was pleasantly surprised to see that my drawing was almost, if not the exact copy of the photograph. Soon I would take books on human anatomy from my mother's large collection and illustrate nudes. My mother, the artist that she is, was not shocked but realized that I had some skill. However, I didn't Take this seriously, I drifted on to doing other things like running a couple of businesses. But strangely, every so often I would come back to some form of art, like uh, learning wood carving, doing pencil sketches and charcoal sketches. So before we go further, I want to prod you a bit about the remark you made earlier about growing up in a house full of paintings. Did these include paintings by your ancestor, Raja Ravi Varma? Yes, uh, there were a few done by Ravi Varma as well as some of his contemporaries like Mukundan Thambi. Uh, most of them were portraits of family members, save for a couple of landscapes. One painting that stood out was that of Ravi Varma's mother-in-law, done by him, who was a lady of dark complexion wearing a red shawl over a whitish munda. She had a shock of white hair and sat holding a Rudrakshamala in a yellowish-white marble background. Her stern, no-nonsense expression together with the light and dark contrast, usually the background is darker in most paintings, yeah, but here yeah. the, it was the other way around, made for an arresting composition that you just couldn't take your eyes off. The other portrait that was superbly executed was my great-grandmother Maharani Sethu Lakshmi Bai's brother-in-law, DSP Apupin, as he was called, because he was the deputy superintendent of police. He was a man of exceeding good looks and an impressive stature. So he modeled for Raja Ravi Varma as Rama for the painting Rama Vanquishing the Sea, uh, which I think hangs at the Jagannath Palace in Mysore. While growing up, not much was spoken about Ravi Varma, and it was only much, much later that I came to understand his huge contribution to art and culture. 
And when I was at Studio Incaminati, towards the end, someone leaked out my connections to him. So one day while I was at the administrative section paying my bills, the secretary, also an art graduate, asked me how I was related to him. And that made me realize Ravi Varma's global impact. She had just bought a children's alphabet book with the names of artists instead of fruits or other objects like B for Bogoro, R for Rembrandt, etc. And when it came to V, it said V for Varma. That's fascinating. You know, that's, that's really outstanding. Like you say, the impact that Ravi Varma has made globally. But now let's return to you, yeah. Jay. When did you decide you had to obtain formal training at an art school? Yes, uh, as I said, uh, in my late 30s, the epiphany that art had always been my go-to uh, helped me realize that, that perhaps, you know, this was my calling. Simple as it may sound now, the realization took much more soul-searching. Was this what I wanted to do? Would this make me happy? Am I making the right decision? But then finally, I took the plunge. All through this journey was a little voice telling me that I had no formal training uh, to be an artist. I had just turned 40. Was it too late to join an art school? I would probably be in class with students who were, who were my daughter's age. But then I decided to do it anyway. Eventually, I closed my house in Bangalore, put everything into storage. And as any student who goes abroad to study, I reduced my life to a couple of suitcases and went off to the United States and with my daughter's complete support. Fortunately, when I joined the studio in Caminati in Philadelphia, I realized that my class had students from 16 to 75 years of age. But it took me some time to narrow down on this particular art school. Having reached the U.S., I began to research the options available to me and where I might like to learn painting. I went to the Rhode Island School of Design, the School of the Art Institute of Chicago, and Parsons School of Design in New York. Uh, to my surprise, I managed to get into Rhode Island School of Design and Parsons too, but for some reason, I decided to go to Michigan State University. Hmm. Don't ask me why, but that's what I did. <laughs> Looking back, I think it was quite the miracle how I managed to get all the paperwork and you know sort it out and my finances in order. But before making the final move, I had to approach the U.S. Embassy. And with what appeared to be a rather slim file, I showed up in Chennai for the interview. Okay. All the other prospective travelers had several huge voluminous files and folders. And here I was with an embarrassingly thin file looking like something the cat dragged. <laughs> anyway, I went through the motions. And to my utter disbelief, a few weeks later, I had secured a student visa. Truth to tell, I was excited to start this new journey and see what was in store for me. So um, how did Michigan work out for you? Well, Michigan State University turned out to be not what I was looking for in the end. After a semester there, I decided that I had to find a place where I could learn the classical techniques of painting in oil. Uh, humanist realism was what I was keen on studying, although I wasn't familiar with the term then. And at Michigan, there was none of that. The place was exceptionally lovely, especially in, in the fall, but I realized I needed to find what I was looking for. Back to the drawing board, so to speak. So I went online and did some more research. And finally, I found studio in Caminati in Philadelphia and another atelier in Florence. I decided that Philadelphia would be easier, although Florence was quite compelling too. So after another interview, I secured a place at Studio Incaminati founded by Nelson Shanks, one of the world's most renowned portraits. The next year and a half was one of the most exciting and scary periods of my life. The foundation course for oil painting started with charcoal sketches because charcoal is most similar to uh, oils. Yeah. 
so for so for a full year i immersed myself into as much as i could take in and i also enrolled for the evening portfolio classes with some oil painting basics but by the end of that year i was burnt out and i decided to come back to india for a bit and then go back but 6 months stretched to 1 year to 2 years until 6 years had flown by at my age there are yeah there are there were other responsibilities and things to attend to which is perhaps the only disadvantage in starting late in life at the end of it i had almost lost interest and hope of going back to the us if not for a curious turn of events and what was this sudden turn uh, during the summer of 2010 the art historian and uh, conservation expert rupika chawla released a book on raja rai verma in delhi she had invited my mother as one of the speakers at the launch and since my mother was hesitant i decided to accompany her we reached delhi and straight away went to meet gitanjali goel client of my mother's she had bought one of my mom's paintings a few years ago which needed some restoration so during the course of our conversation mrs goel told me about gitanjali maini one of the most successful gallery owners in bangalore who might be interested in my work it stayed in my mind but i never really acted on setting up a meeting with her so several months later a friend asked me if i could help authenticate and sell a painting and i referred him to gitanjali maini however i ended up going to the gallery on his behalf and speaking with her but before we could speak about why i had gone there geeta as i have come to call her since that meeting asked me have you exhibited your work anywhere else anywhere even yeah, uh, so i replied that i hadn't and she asked me why i told her that i was waiting to finish my course at studio in kaminati where she gave me a pep talk about completing what i had started and said she would fund my studies i thought she was just saying this to make me feel good and i didn't think she was all that serious but a month later she called me and said that she had arranged for the sandeep and gitanjali maini foundation to support me they were sending me back at once without letting me dawdle on in bangalore <laughs> this meeting provided pivotal actually proved pivotal in renewing my interest in going back to the us to complete my studies from then on geeta was not just my patron but became my friend guide and philosopher that sounds so typically like her but tell me how did the second stint go now nearly half a decade after the first well my second time at studio in kaminati was even more challenging standing next to me in class were artists who had completed five year professional art programs some had been exposed to oil since childhood here i was just starting out i felt like a person who had just learned to cycle being asked to participate in the tour de france the son of the founder of the atelier was in my class and as luck would have it had his easel next to mine uh, most of the time so i would watch him and the other students i would watch how they held their brushes how they set up their paints how they applied paint on canvas because i didn't know a thing i, I had to you know uh, look from the corner of my eye and see what they were doing and you can imagine the pressure the, the feelings of inadequacy the fear of failure the need to succeed the odds had stacked up pretty high especially after geeta had vested her faith in me and many times i almost gave up in fact during one during a class i was immobilized by the fear of failure i think mm. one of my instructors saw it and came up to me and said jay you know more than you think you know and it was moments like these that encouraged me not to lose heart and to keep going on and then finally to get me up to speed with the rest of the class after the first semester i decided to take a little extra one on one help and sought out the brilliant prentice of nelson franks who was 
teaching there at the studio then. Joseph Dordera agreed to teach me during the summer break. And that was the beginning of my journey into the big, bold world of color. So now that you've finished your course, what's next, Jay? Uh, grand Ravi Varma style canvases, portraits. What does the future look like for you? Uh, well, I'm not so sure about grand Ravi Varma style canvases as the market for them has shrunk since his days. And also the kind of patrons he enjoyed working with, few and far between, to my knowledge. However, I do see an interest in portraits, and these could end up being grand, as I have done with my recent portrait of the Jungs. Mythological subjects are also, in my opinion, topic of interest here in India. I feel people still want these themes in their homes or workplaces, and I suppose it will always be relevant to some extent. I had actually conceptualized a Dementi for a client based on the epics and what uh, Raja Revama and my mother have done, but added a few elements of my own. And I'm also exploring historical themes. Then there is the landscape and still life market, but which I may not do at the moment unless there is a specific requirement. I would like to believe that realism is alive and well in India and can coexist with other styles of painting without losing its value. What an artist can do with realism is limited only by his or her imagination. As we come to an end of 2020, a year that has been challenging for the world, we wish all our listeners good health and happiness in the year to come. Stay with us as we begin 2021 on a more exciting note with an even more exciting lineup of speakers on the Expert R. Look out for podcasts by jewellery historian and scholar Dr. Usha Balakrishnan, art historian and museologist Deepti Sasidharan, journalist and author Dipanjana Pal, and photo artist Shibu Arakal. Till then, Happy New Year, everyone, and stay safe.